0: Biblical faith stands on its own merits. It is an absolute confidence in God's promises. Faith in a nutshell. It's an absolute confidence in what God promised. Amen, we'll talk about it as we go along. People sometimes have nebulous and very capricious strange illusions as to what pleases God. And a number of years ago, Sister Merlin and I were in Mexico on a trip, and by the way, something very bad happened to me before I left, but this was during the, that we were in on a tour, this was before I got sick, but I, we were there, and we were in Guadalupe. And it was a strange thing, I saw, we were right near the large building called Guadalupe, and there was a lady, an older lady, her hair was totally white, I just assumed she was an elderly lady, but she had black on, I assume she was perhaps a widow, a lot of the time that's the way they describe it. And she had black stockings on, I, would, I just take notice of it and I'll tell you why. As she was crawling on a very sandy, gravelly path, crawling on her knees. And I watched her, and I was, I, in fact, Sister Marlene thought I'd be a little too nervy because she stayed back. But I walked a little closer as she was getting by, close to the church, and when she stood up, her stockings were all torn and bloody from having crawled on her knees all that way in an attempt to be worthy of the grace of God. What a sad story that is. There's another idea that I noticed some time ago, a few years ago, and that is the flagellantes of, of, uh, of the Philippines. They too think they can earn God's favor by suffering. So they take their shirts off and they walk down the streets uh, in the cities in, Phili- in the Philippines, and they take a, a, a they flag themselves with a whip And it's got little stones and metals, like trying to simulate what Jesus did. And they began to do that as they walk down the street. And as they go, their their backs become ribbon, torn into ribbons and blood is flowing from their back. And they do this thinking that excoriating their body will atone for their sins and merit their forgiveness. Let us go over, please. Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, verse number six. Let's look at this again and see how you merit anything from God. Now watch it. But without faith, you're, you're bankrupt. Let's read again. But without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must first believe or have faith that he is. And the second thing is, We have to believe that he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You cannot earn or deserve anything you get from God. It's already been paid in full. Can you say praise the Lord for that? So it's not the performance, it's faith that is the true basis of receiving of the promises of God. That's just my introduction. Let's get to the subject matter, the substance of faith. The gospel of faith first began to preach, be preached to Abraham. Now remember, we've been in Romans, Now I want you to look at another portion of scripture. We're in Galatians chapter three. We're gonna read nine verses, so don't get tired of the Bible, because the Bible is where we live. Let's try it, let's read together. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I wanna learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? There's a lesson here. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit Are you now being made perfect by the flesh, by what you do, earning it? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you getting it? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him For righteousness, remember it talks about that righteous faith that produced the results. Righteous because the faith was exclusively in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, in you all nations shall be blessed so then those who are of faith are blessed with believing abraham i had a minister friend and he pastored a big church many many years ago and uh, he he heard us always talking about being the children of abraham and so on. he said i don't know where the people get that he said we're not that's that's old testament stuff well, here's where we get it <laughs> in the New Testament, praise God. Well, we find out in the New You know, the 17th chapter of Genesis, you can find out about, about Abraham. You know, it talks about Abraham and how he obeyed God. But we'll go into the book of Romans because it gets identified in the New Testament in Romans 4, 17. And watch how faith works. Here's what God said. He said, I have, I have. Now watch how he works. You'll think we're taking a lot of time with Abraham, but if you'll watch, we're learning a little bit each time as we look at it. I have, made, I have. That's, how many know it's past tense? I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead. Now watch it and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. A lesson in what faith is. Faith is believing something that you cannot see and you do not have at this moment. But by faith you apprehend it, in Jesus' name. Wow, that's good stuff there. I've made you the father, I have made you the, now notice Abraham didn't become that father immediately. That's where he gets accounted for his faith. Said, I have made you a father of many nations long before it happened. He didn't say he was going to do it. You'll notice faith is now, even though you can't see it. That's what makes it difficult. I have a little sign I was at some place in there that has some nice painted sign, a little wood sign. Nice, cost a little bit. It wasn't more than cheap, but it was real nice. Painter, it's white and it's painted black. It says, Faith is not easy, but the miracles produced is worth it. It's just, just kind of right down my alley, so I like that real good. So now notice, now notice when you read it in, in, in uh, Hebrews 11, it says, Now faith is. Before, before it tells you that it's the substance of things hoped for. Now, so you, so you have to understand that when you pray, real faith believes, like Abraham, that he became the father of many nations long before he did. But God gave him the promise that he was going to get be that. Are you getting it? Do you know that it was 25 years later Abraham was 75 when he got the promise that he was going to be the father of many nations and Eventually Isaac was going to be born a lot of things happened during that period of time. They tried to help God Sure, you're laughing because the handmaiden Hagar got involved there and Sarah was for it at the time She said yes you lay with her and then the child will be born. It'll fulfill God's promise. God doesn't need your help He needs your faith and what he said. Well, as you know, it's a long story. They tried to get along, but you know, jealousy came and so on. And so finally she had to leave with her son. And long story about that, but God even blessed her son. Son was very intelligent and had very, he was very resourceful. And uh, even though he was not the, the promised son, later on the promised son did come. At a time when it was physically impossible. Abraham was 99, and Sarah was 90, and she became pregnant, so watch yourself, you just never know, (laughs) you never know about things, I'm telling you, but it's amazing, and then of course, as you know, Isaac was born, so. Uh, by the way, when God begins to speak to you like uh, like he did with Abraham, you know, you have to watch what you tell about it. Everybody wants to tell her, God spoke to me and God said, sometime you better shut your mouth. I'll give you an example. How many know that Joseph should have shut his mouth? He got a vision from God. There's no doubt about it. God told him and he saw, you know, all kinds of good things. And he goes and tells his brothers. Made his brothers feel like they were going to have to serve him. They didn't like it very well. It wasn't bad enough. He goes and has another dream. He comes back to the same brothers. He said, Man, all the planets and stuff are bowing before me. Good heavens, they hated him so bad. So uh, if God shares some outstanding things or outlandish, keep them to yourself, will you please? But back to back to Moses, uh, back to Abraham. Rather, it says that he was fully persuaded under all those conditions that I mentioned already. Twenty-five years goes by, this other episode that I just described went by, and it looked hopeless. But in the midst of hopelessness, this is what faith. See, this is why I want you to, I want to teach you this part of faith, and it's not easy, like the sign says. Faith is not easy. Because you have to be able to believe God that it's already done in the spirit and it's gonna happen to you before you see it. And in the midst there's going to be conflicting evidence. It's gonna, the devil will throw everything at you, the kitchen sink and the wrenches from in the workroom. I mean, he'll throw everything at you because that's what his job is as the devil. And so you have to be very careful that you keep your eye on the prize and not look at the circumstances. So being fully persuaded is what, what it says. It says Abraham had a problem. He didn't have any physical evidence. You wouldn't need faith if you have Once you have the money in your hand, why do you have to have faith? You got it. Once you have the healing in your body, why do you have to have faith? No, you just have to have faith to believe you're going to stay well and all that but the healing has already taken place. So Abraham didn't have any physical evidence that God's promise could materialize. In fact, it looked impossible. Romans 4.18 in the Amplify comes out like this. For Abraham, now watch this. Human reason for hope being gone. In other words, from a point of logic and figuring it out from a human standpoint, there was absolutely nothing that pointed to this answer to prayer coming. It says, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith. In other words, when you had nothing else to stand on, hold to God's unchanging hand. There's a, You know what, I've I've come to believe as I go along in this truth and try to teach it, that if you don't have a little stubbornness about you, you can't have faith. You have to stubbornly stand when all hell is breaking loose, when the clouds are everywhere and the thunder and the booming, and yet in the midst of the storm, your radar eyes are looking through the storm. You look through the darkness and the bleakness and you see yourself walking again. You see yourself well again. Doesn't look like it now. You hurt so bad. You can't hardly walk. But you see yourself walking again. You see your heart working right again. You see your liver. You say, I'm waiting for a liver transplant. By faith, you look through the storm and you see a liver coming from somewhere. Doesn't matter whether it's donated or God makes it and sends it down to you. Are you listening today or, or am I getting too wild for you? Is this a little too wild for you? All human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations. He was believing he was gonna become, God spoke to him and said, you shall be. He saw Abraham as the father of many nations. You are, he just spoke to him that way. but. But Abraham was growing in his faith. He was fully persuaded. Romans 4:20 20 to 24. Let's look at that. He did not waver. This is what faith is. If you're a waver and, it, and every time you get socked in the stomach, you say, Oh, it don't work. Just don't even try to start with. It. You don't know what faith is. Let me be clear with you. Faith is what that says right there. He did. Not, either you trust God or you don't. Either you believe he's the God of his word or you believe, well, maybe he slipped up this time. See, this is up to you. You gotta make the decision. You're the jury. I'm the spiritual attorney trying to set you straight. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Well, what's the opposite of unbelief? Faith. But was strengthened in faith giving glory to God, is that what he did? And being fully, boy, look at these words, fully convinced. So you're learning what faith is. The opposite of this is what faith isn't. You see, the opposite of this is fear. Oh, what am I gonna do now? Oh, I think I've gotten worse. Oh, I owe more money now than I did when I started praying. Yeah, look at the circumstances. Become overwhelmed by the conflicting evidence. Or put that stubbornness to work. Put your feet down. You foul spirit. I do this so many times. I, I get a little sore and I, I try not to ever get mad at people, honest. I really do. I used to have a little short temper. I don't anymore. Don't try to test the poor guy. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. But I, I, I just find that you almost have to develop some sort of a... Uh, anger toward the devil, not toward people, but towards what he's trying to do to you, what he's trying to do to your loved one, whatever. And a lot of times when I deal with it, I say, you foul spirit. I come against you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, whom you fear. Be gone, you foul intruder. You are not welcome in this family. You're not welcome in my own. You're not welcome in my knee. Get out now. Sorry to shake you up a little bit. It worked for Abraham, it'll work for you. Look at Galatians 3.29 amplifying. If you belong to Christ, are in him, who are or who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. He's our example. And that's why the Lord has that so much detail about him there. Look at the example of Joshua. Let's look at Joshua 1.8. Look at how, this, how the Lord deals with Joshua. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Say, but oh, brother Dave, you become a fanatic. Your family say, oh, he's a fanatic. She's a fanatic. You know what a fanatic is? A fan of something in the attic. now what (laughs) well I didn't rethink that many times so don't give me a don't don't grade me on that one now look the book of law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it for then you shall make your way prosperous see he's being taught Just like Abraham, Joshua is being taught here. He said, then you will make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. You handling that so far? The example of Joshua 1.8 is the same faith principle is in play with him as it was with Abraham. Abraham did not go around saying he wasn't old. He didn't lie and say he wasn't old. But he was able to confess things that did not exist as though they did. And that's what faith does. In other words, to the world, faith is crazy. It doesn't make logical sense because you're seeing something that no one else can see. By faith, your eyes are like radar. And they see things that you're believing for that the world cannot see. He didn't go around saying that the, the things that God said were ridiculous and how's he expect me to do it? No, he just said he was fully persuaded. It looked like he was fully ignorant at the moment. And that's what it looks like sometime when you're trying to believe God for something that seems absolutely impossible. Remember this, the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Never limit God because there's nothing. So if you're sick, you call health into your body. Say, I'm so sick I can't hardly hold. You know, let's just say you're the person you can't hardly hold food down. You're just a sick person, you know. You know, maybe you know what's wrong with you, maybe you don't. But when you're sick, say, in Jesus' name, I am well. Now notice, when God spoke to Abraham before he had the results, he said, I made you. A father of many nations. So he had to believe that before it happened. So you're not out of line if you're sick and you say, and well, there's one scripture, by the way, says when you're weak, say you're strong. So I do have a little strong scripture to stand on right there. If you're broke, call money into your house. Call a check in the mail. Father, in Jesus' name, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I see money coming into my hands so I can pay my bills. And Lord, I dare you to make this kind of promise. See, you don't want to be a cheapskate with God. Don't be one of those persons. I'm praying that God will help me win the lottery. I'll give a $1,000, you cheapskate. You, you're going to win $400 million. You're going to give God $1,000. If I was God, I'd slap him. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. Now, there's some logic there. You may not like the way I phrase it, but. Why shouldn't I call myself financially stable even when I'm not? Because Philippians 4.19 says, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Praise God. You call the thing that you need into existence and treat it as if you already have it. Like the guy that was washing his car in his driveway and there was no car there, just him and the hose. (laughs) The neighbor said, what in the world are you doing? He said, I'm washing my car. He said, I don't see it. He said, I know, but it'll be there, just watch. (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous, but frankly, ladies and gentlemen, I won't say it the way they said it in the movie, but I really don't care how it sounds. God is a God of miracles, and I'm going to dare to believe him and trust him no matter what. Faith is a process. You must begin with who you are and where you are, and faith comes and grows. And that's why he said, I've never seen such great faith in all of Israel. At one point, Jesus said, because he saw that grace build. Uh, there was some of my sermon I didn't get in last week. Let me just go to Romans 10, 9, and 10 because this, is, this was a little part that I put some emphasis on that, uh, that I feel that Paul put on. If, now here, this is a process. It, you see faith right here when he talks about how to get saved. If you confess with your mouth. In other words, if you don't, you don't get saved. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You'll be saved. Now, watch the process. For with the heart one believes on the righteousness; with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That brings it in. In the. In the. In the. And I just wanted to bring that up because I misgiving it, and it it ties in with where in where it talks in Romans about the righteousness of. The righteousness of Abraham's faith. It is that righteous, see, faith becomes righteous when it's in the right place. If you put your faith in Christ and you put your faith in his promises, then it becomes righteous faith. And it's the righteous faith that comes out of your heart of belief, belief and, and, and doctor, I should say, and faith comes out of your heart that produces the results. Hallelujah. You see, true Bible confession is saying what the word says, not what you feel or what your neighbor says or even what your family says. Oh, I've heard that before. Oh, you guys, you that, you holy rollers. I tell you, just believe all kind of nonsense. Let them laugh. You walk in health and let them go whatever way they have to go. I don't mean in retribution, I'm just saying. What the word says about you, disregarding all contrary evidence, having after we have done the will of God in the matter, we have need of patience. <clears throat> Scripture, Hebrews 10. Watch how this is worded. See, it's, it's all here, folks. is all part of the contract. I'm just laying it out for you. You have to utilize it therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward for you have need of endurance in other word patience so that after you've done the will of God you've prayed you believed in God you've stood on the word you may receive the promise for yet a little while don't know how long it'll be for you and he who is coming will come and will not tarry now the just shall live by faith. That means you don't have evidence in your hand. All you have is faith in what God said. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. I mean, God makes a big deal out of you believing him without condition and standing on the promises of God without giving in.